Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So in today's podcast episode, it will be structured different as a result of me receiving so many questions throughout the week about building a profitable framework for mental health businesses via Instagram, email, and in our dope therapist community. From time to time, I decide to go Instagram live at Dr. TK Psych. And so I just wanted to give you a heads up that the sound and the interaction will sound different. You will hear me at one point answer people's questions in the chat box, but I'll make sure to read those questions so that you can hear them as well, because it may be the same question that you have. And so if you have a question of your own and you would like that to be answered or considered to be provided on an Instagram live, then feel free to reach out to my team at hello at drtk.com. But let's go right into the Instagram live. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. All right, so welcome everyone to the Saturday Q&A. My name is Dr. TK. Um, I am a clinical psychologist and the number one business and branding coach for mental health professionals. And so from time to time, what I do in my Instagram stories and via email and sometimes on my thread is I will post about do any mental health professionals have any questions about growing or scaling their mental health businesses. And what I will do from time to time is hop on Instagram live or maybe Facebook live and I will host a workshop. And so this is one of those days where I am simultaneously on Instagram live, but I'm also on my podcast. And so if you want to catch this on my podcast later, you can look up branding the number four abundance or put in Dr. TK. And I am pretty much on every single platform that there is. And so I want to welcome you. What I am going to do first is kind of just test the room. And so drop in the chat box what your career is, whether you're a mental health professional, do you have your own business? Even if you're not a therapist, what do you do? If you are a therapist, what is your license type? Are you an associate, a psych assistant, a postdoc, a LCSW, MFT, LPCC, LPC, PsyD, PhD? I mean, oh my gosh, people get so confused with all these freaking titles. So make sure, just a bonus tip right now, is make sure that when you are dropping all of these acronyms, behind your name, especially on social media, the general public doesn't know what those mean. And so you want to make sure that you are posting or put something in your in your bio about who you are. Like I have clinical psychologists because most people only assume a doctorate degree with a PhD, not a PsyD. And for those of you who don't know, a PhD and a PsyD, we both go to school for four to six years. And we, and this is after undergrad and maybe even for me after my master's, I did a four-year program and a PsyD is more theory-based, meaning we focus more on uh, theory and practice for mental health services. PhD, they also focus on theory, but they highly focus on research. And so if you ever see the differences, it's not that one is better than the other, it's just more of the framework in which we learn, okay? Because some people have asked like, well, what is society? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's a doctorate in psychology, okay? 
and PhD is a doctorate in philosophy of psychology, all right? So I see some people are LPCs, uh, MFT associates, currently starting their own practice, sociology college instructor. I am a psychology instructor, so hey to my professors. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in, okay? So one of the questions that came in is how to transition, and for someone who has uh, quick fingers, you can probably type this out in the chat box, so if somebody hops on, they can be like, oh, this is what the topic is, right? And talk back to me. So um, one of the questions was, how do you transition from insurance panels to private pay? So I probably can do a workshop on this alone and put a one in the chat box if you probably need this workshop uh, in more detail, of course, after we finish talking today. And so I have some bullets on my notes to reference because I want to make sure that I give you the biggest nuggets that I can in a short period of time. And so the first question I have for you, if this is something that you're struggling with of deciding, do I get off insurance panels? Which insurance panels do I even get on? How do I decide which ones to get off? Then my first thing is to review. I'm all about review and documentation and numbers. And so review which insurance panels you're on and how they are performing. So when I say performing, I'm looking at it in a tangible manner. And so performing is, are they sending you referrals? When was the last time they sent you a referral? And did that referral even match the clientele that you want to serve? Now, one of the areas of consideration um, that you want to look at is if you are receiving the wrong referrals from an insurance panel and you're like, oh, I don't like this insurance panel anymore, then maybe you should try first if they're sending you consistent referrals. Try to see first if you can update your demographics because what typically happens with new starting clinicians for insurance panels, if you're anything like me, you pretty much just said, I need to get on any insurance panel that accepts me, any insurance panel that's in my area. People keep calling saying that they have this insurance, so clearly they have a need, they have referrals. And so you then apply for that insurance panel. And then what ends up happening is you kind of just fill out that demographic form with them asking you about who you want to see very loosely, meaning you may not understand who your client avatar is yet. Like, right, because in internship, we pretty much work with everybody or you're just given what you're given. And so I caution you before you hop off of insurance panels is to look at to see if they're giving you consistent revenue in your business and if they're sending you your ideal client. And if they are not sending you your ideal client, you may want to first email them or go to the online portal and look at who you are choosing for them to send you. Now, please keep in mind that on insurance panels, if you do your homework, and this is something that I talk about in the academy, then you should be finding out where your referrals come from. So when a client calls, you should be asking, how did you find me? If they go online and fill out a questionnaire, that should be one of the questions or during a consultation, that should be one of the questions because what you will find if you ask the right questions is that clients really didn't find you on the insurance panel. They Googled such and such therapist near me. Like I'm black. So they'll say, I typed black therapist near me and you popped up because it matches maybe the IP address with the location of where my office is located or how I'm listed on these insurance panels and or on these online directories because you have to put your mailing address and zip codes of clients that you want to attract. So then when they find your website or Psychology Today platform, then they see the checkbox maybe and they'll say, oh, she takes Anthem, Medi-Cal, right? And so then they'll call you, okay? So they may not be coming from the insurance. And the reason why you want to know that is that the insurance may have the accurate information in terms of who they're sending you if it's a sending referral issue because it's not matching your ideal client. 
but you want to make sure that you ask people. Okay. So how are, that was a long winded answer for the first part of the first question, but how are the insurance panels performing and are they sending you consistent referrals is part one of transitioning from insurance to self-pay. Now also, like I mentioned, if they have not sent you any referrals in six to 12 months, you may want to ask them why before hopping off, especially if they pay within a rate that you agree with. Point three is I want to know how many panels are you on? So if you're participating live, if you are on insurance panels, how many insurance panels are you on? And the reason for me asking that is typically what happens again, when we are just wanting predictable income, we are scared to our bridges because we can't pay our mortgage or our rent or our student loans. And we want to make sure that the money is there. Odds are most therapists in the beginning phases of their business, because they have no guidance, they have no coach. They don't even know where to find help, you know, because it's not a lot of people who do what I do in the way that I do it is that again, if you're anything like me, you get on the panel you don't understand the payment structure, you don't understand the reimbursements, and you don't understand how they send you clients, and you just simply get on random panels. You don't even know how to ask for a raise. Did you know you can even ask for a raise? Hmm, that's a question, (laughs) right? So how many panels is very important because some of those panels are not serving you. Some of those panels don't even send you referrals, but some of the panels you may actually like. They may be very easy to get a hold of if you have a question. They have a very easy online portal for you to get verification of eligibility for new patients. So for me, um, at one point when my rates were $150 per hour, now they're at 200 or 250 if you come in with a family of up to four, right? But if someone wants individual treatment, it's $200 per session. And so when I was gradually understanding my value, when I first started off, my numbers were lower, right? I got on all these random panels simply because they match what I was wanting to charge at that time. But what I want you to think about is what is your desired rate that you want to charge and how far off is that insurance panel from reimbursing you to see that clientele? Speaking of clientele, do they serve a certain clientele that you don't mind serving? Because in DTA, the Dope Therapist Academy, we always talk about sliding scale. I don't offer a sliding scale. I offer a limitation of how many low amount spots. That's the easiest way I can describe it without giving y'all all all the juice from the academy. Without all, you know, I, I have a limitation of how many spots I have for a certain rate. And the rate is not a out of my pocket rate because my out of pocket rate is $200. But my lower rate is more for insurance paneled clients in which I love the clients that come from two particular insurance panels that I take so that I don't plan on getting off of them. And also I've been able to teach the insurance panels my value so that I can ask for a raise, okay? And believe it or not, some of them take 30 or 60 days. Some of them decline me, some of them accept me. If they decline me, I then have to decide if I want to stay on that panel. And I'm really looking at the clients that I have. So this is all logistics before getting off the panel that you want to review. Do your homework before you just say, uh, they're not paying me my ideal rate. I'm not saying y'all say it like that, but I feel like that's how y'all feel in y'all soul, right? With like the voice tone inside your head. And so they're not paying me my rate. And so I'm going to leave. But they gave you 15 clients a month. So um, do you have a marketing plan? Because they clearly have one. That's how you got 15 clients, right? So look at the payment. How far is their payment from the amount that you choose to get reimbursed? So if my rate was 150, that's where I was going with that. If my rate was 150 and one reimbursement was 120, I'm cool with that. I'm cool 
with 120 because I'm serving my ideal client. I'm very specific with insurance panels of which clients I want to serve. And it's not that bad. You know, they're 120. So also, have you asked for a raise? Also, what is your mindset around getting on the panel simply to make it easy? Because to me, this is straight up business ownership mindset problems. It has nothing to do with the insurance panel. It has all to do with you simply hopping on insurance panels because you don't want to do the work Let's just say, you know, when you first got on them, you didn't know what you were doing, potentially. That's what most therapists say or do. Hell, that's what I did. I didn't know what I was doing. You don't go to school for marketing. You don't go to school for branding. You just know that you need to find consistent income, especially if you plan on wanting to leave your job or replace your job income. So you get on all these panels really hoping that it can solve your problem. So um, hold on to that question. I'll come back to that one because I want to make sure that I finish this question. So be careful what you ask for. So if you say, I want to be on two panels, five panels, and then you get upset when they're sending you all these referrals at a lower cost point than your regular private pay, you signed the contract. And guess what? If I am a potential client and I say that I have Anthem or Cigna and that's the insurance that you take, you can't say, oh, I only got five spots for Cigna. You got to pay private pay. Now that's what I was not referencing. What I'm referencing is I will shut it all down. Once I, like if I say I only want to take five insurance clients, everybody else's private pay, that means that my caseload is full. If I find out that they have the insurance that I take, I technically cannot say, can you pay private pay? That is actually against your contract. So please do not do that, right? So be careful what you ask for because they're going to send you a lot of referrals, but then you say you don't want the referrals, okay? So in order to exit off of them, you simply have to contact the insurance company after you've done all that homework. You contact the insurance company. I would call them, ask them for the phone number, the fax number, and the email and send it to both of, you have to send a letter stating what day you want it to go into effect. Now you want to take into account the clients that you have. Are there clients a review of paperwork? Do you need to review your client's progress, which you should be doing? Doing anyway, but do you need to review your client's charting so that you can determine if within maybe 60 days, I wouldn't encourage jumping off in 30 days. That's too soon. Most insurance panels won't even let you jump off that soon. Some of them have a designated deadline. If you say, I want to get off the panels today, they're going to say, we're going to take you off the directory in 120 days. So you want to ask that question. What is their protocol for you getting off their panel so that you won't continue to get referrals? Or at least you can start saying no, or no, I no longer take that insurance because you're no longer listed. So you call them and you ask them, what is the procedure for me getting off the panel? They may ask you why. You should have already had a conversation about increasing your rate. So that shouldn't be the reason why. And then you ask them for a fax number and or email number. I would suggest both because I've sent um, faxes and they haven't received it, but then they receive the email. So when they get it, they will usually send you confirmation. If you don't get confirmation in 30 days, telling you that they received your receipt of you wanting to get off the panel, then you should call them and ask them, have you received it? But give them 30 days, okay? And I would, because you are going to call, and sometimes what I've done is I will call first, get the information, and then have the conversation with my clients, okay? And the conversation I have with my clients is, you know, within 60 days, I will no longer be paneled with this insurance. You can choose if you want to tell your clients why or why not. If it's a money thing, I would not, unless it's like a ridiculously stupid rate, you know, like $45 when you should be charging $150. 
you know. But again, they don't need to know all that. That's not part of their mental health. So you can just say, you know, at this time, it's not a good match with where our company is going or whatever you want to say. And um, you are getting off the panel. So you then review their progress. And if their progress is close to graduation, you make up a plan to make sure that they are done and that you get all their questions answered within the 60 days and then give them an action plan in terms of a follow-up. Meaning if you decide that you need a booster session after this is the rate, these are the type of payments that I take and all these other things. Um, If you have a client clearly that is nowhere near done, then you want to start talking about a transition, whether it's private pay and or someone that you know that takes that insurance. So it's more about a conversation and they are not easy conversations to have. Now, a caution is if you know you're about to get off the panel, please do not keep taking referrals from that panel. That is one of the worst things that you can do as a mental health therapist, I'm telling you straight up, is opening up somebody's Pandora's box with trauma or whatever they're coming to therapy with. And then after the intake, you say, oh, sorry, I'm not taking your insurance anymore. So within like five sessions, which probably is their whole damn intake, you know, depending on the level of trauma or background, all of a sudden you can't see them. That's messed up right? So um, I hope that that's been helpful is having conversations with clients, contacting the insurances, understanding your performance in terms of referrals that you receive from those insurance panels, having conversations about getting a raise and really understanding why you got on those panels in the first place. I would encourage you to make that a journal prompt and really sit down and think about why, because if the answer is along the lines of, well, I just want a consistent income, then my question to you as the business coach for therapists is why haven't you received help with getting marketing? Okay. So I hope that that's been helpful, okay? So now let's move on to, I'm gonna answer that quick question that came through. And so one question was, what EHR do I use? I use simple practice in my practice. I've tried Theranest, I've tried Theranotes, I've tried Office Ally. Um, I've been in practice since 2012. Simple practice is the most simplest platform. They have a lot of free trainings. They have CEs that are of low cost at times if you just wanna get some quick information about their system and related stuff. And um, I actually trained my students in Dope Therapist Academy from, from Simple Practice. And I just tell them that if they use any other platform, it looks different, but I mean, they still operate the same. They may just not look the same, but I do use Simple Practice. If you want a coupon code, DM me, I'll shoot you a coupon code. Um, so next question is about email templates. And so the first question was more about private practice. This one is more about growth and potentially scaling. So the question came through about email templates and email templates can be seen in a question in two different ways. So one um, email template, I'm just going to answer this, even though that may not have been the question. So to get the decor of emails can be from Canva. It can be from you using your creative mind, hiring someone, getting email headers made from a graphic designer on Fiverr or Upwork. And so to make your email pretty, it can be in your email system, or it can be You can buy like certain things to go in your email. Now to talk about the information in your email, because it sounds like the question was related to creating content in the email. I'm going to just put these things in the question, putting content in the email, getting creative, not running out of ideas and learning how to talk to your audience. And so I will put a disclaimer on it because my elite coaching clients will get heavily pissed off. um, And I have to be in integrity with what I save for my coaching clients. So I do want to give a disclaimer that I'm going to talk about this topic, but I'm not going to go too deep because they actually learn all of this in their one-year program in the Elite Coaching Mastermind, okay? So one, to hire someone to write your copy, 
I'm going to suggest, and this is my own business opinion after trial and error, is don't do it. You should not hire someone to do something or find generic templates to go. I hope you're reading my wording with my body language is you do not want to hire someone to write copy content to be read to your audience about their pain points that you can solve. I hope that you just got that because you are the problem solver. So even if you went on Fiverr or Upwork and said, I would like you to write my email templates for my newsletter or for my email opt-in, I'm giving people a business checklist, but I want them to get three follow-up emails. Okay, all that information is great, but at the end of the day, as a good business owner, you should know how to do most of the work yourself, especially around marketing and messaging, before you hand it off to someone else because that those are the questions they're going to ask. They're going to ask, what are your client's pain points? What is the problem that you solve? How do you solve it? And if you can put all of those in a box, then why can't you email them? I like writing stuff in my voice. Now, it doesn't mean that I do not delegate it to someone else. But what I have done is fine-tuned my message to what I want my community to hear. And then I train someone in-house. In-house meaning I've had a contractor on my team. At one point, I'm not going to lie, I hired people outside of my team just to do like a one-type thing. And when I read the messaging, it was cool, but it didn't even sound like me. They didn't even use the wording like me. And I'm not saying that I write the way that I talk, but I do to some degree. I don't use as much slang as I speak verbally, like in a video or something. But at the end of the day, I need someone to be around me to understand my tone, to understand my personality. So that means that I have to train them. And when you hire someone to simply just do a template for you, guess what's going to happen? They selling that same template to everybody. And if you don't know how to write copy content, which that's something that you have to learn over time. And we teach that in the elite coaching program. That information will be coming out in the summer. Um, to get, you can go on my website to get on the wait list. It's drtk.com. You click on services, you click on elite coaching and boom is there, right? So, you know, you can get on the wait list and then there's an application process in November. All right. And I'm going to be doing some things in the summer that lead up to helping you understand the difference between growth and scale, but you can implement email marketing in your private practice. You can ask people during their intake questionnaire, do they want to stay in contact? They can click yes or no. If they click yes, you can, or you can send them to a page to opt in, maybe give them a self-care guide or whatever you fix, you know, and you can start emailing people once a month in a newsletter. That's just one little hint I'll give you. Um, however, I would not suggest sending things out from someone who doesn't know you. Okay. So a done for you message, I would say that's a no go. Overall messaging actually requires understanding your offer. So what are you actually offering? You should not just be wanting to send out an email because you want to send out an email. Now, if you run out of information to talk about, that means you want to get clear on who your ideal client is. And then how do you get them from point A to point B? What is their pain point And what is your solution? I can't tell you anything more than that, or I'm going to say I choose not to only because that breaks down the entire content that I teach my clients. And um, put on one in the chat box if this sounds pretty dope to you because you may want to pay attention in June or July when I drop something that is going to lead to you learning more about the difference between growth and scale. Would you want to learn how to create content in one day for one year? Put a one in a chat box for that. 
I'm going to repeat it again. Would you want to learn how my clients create content topics for one year in one day? Because that's what we do in the elite coaching. And then, you know, if they have questions, of course, we're there to answer their questions, right? So if you answered yes to that, or you just, you know, simply want to go beyond a private practice, then you definitely want to pay attention to my thread. If I say something like, click the link in the bio, turn on the post notifications, you want to do it. Okay. If I'm hosting a workshop, you want to do it. Now, the easiest way to get to learn my teaching style outside of these videos is I would highly encourage you to check out my CE workshops. Okay. My CE workshops are every single month. If you go to drtk.com forward slash events, E-V-E-N-T-S, it will always take you to whatever course I'm having. And right now I'm having a bundle that's of a very good cost for 15 CEs and they are all business driven. Now that does not mean that you can start asking questions about questions non-related to the topic. So you can't show up and start talking about, can you break down how to create content for a year for my email marketing and how I do an intro to my email marketing, you know, um, and we're talking about social media branding. Like you can't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, but the topics I guarantee you for the first three months, um, of the second quarter of the year, we're going to be covering brand awareness. And then for the third quarter, we're going to be talking about marketing. And during that time, I'm going to start introducing everybody in the CE workshops and on Instagram to, um, some bonus additional workshops that are specifically geared toward growth versus scale. So let me know as you are watching live right now. And for my podcast listeners, I'll make sure to answer the question live if they come through. Do you have any questions related to growing or scaling a mental health business? Because in summary, what we talked about today is we've talked about how to transition from an insurance panel to private pay. Now, clearly I gave you a summary. I answered some of the questions in great detail. Um, if you are just joining us, you can catch it on the podcast when we post it in a week, or you can simply go to IGTV and watch the whole thing live. We've been on since about 7.58 um, Pacific Standard Time. Um, but we've also dove into um, just my tip is don't be too quick to hire someone to do a quick done for you service because if you don't understand your offer, who you're serving, what their pain points are, meaning why they are stuck and why they're coming to you for the problem and how you can solve their problem, you're going to actually waste your money because they're going to ask you all those questions. If you can't give that, how do you expect them to write the email? So it's through trial and error. I would encourage you to head over to my podcast. Just type in Dr. TK, subscribe to it. There's way more episodes. I have like 126 episodes thus far. And what I really break down, honestly, is all the mistakes that I've made in my business. And I do have personal topics on there and all the personal topics still go back to mental health related topics, such as I have one topic on PTSD in the hood. I have, and I do a PTSD assessment. I have a three-part series on motherhood. I have multiple series on there about blended families. And the reason why I choose to talk about those topics on a personal level is because if you don't get your personal life right, your business life won't be right. And some people try to say, oh, they're separate. They're not, they're intertwined. And if you look at the world that we're living in right now, look at where I'm doing my live, my podcast. I'm doing it in my home. I'm not at an office, I'm in my home office. And granted, I had this home office before this current season that we are hopefully at the tail end of, right? But at the end of the day, like I like now working from home. I like not having to be stuck in a little white box 
you know? And so I ain't going back to the office. I've created my own office here, but that also means that I have to have very good, you know, business and personal life balance. And so um, I haven't seen any questions come through the chat box. So I'm assuming that the information that I gave was very good. And so what I'll do now as we sum up is I'll transition to just giving you an overview of what to look forward to. Okay. So one big announcement that I do want to make, because some people were asking, am I going to do it again? Because they missed the January round. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of people missed out on the boot camp. We had a lot of people register, but then I don't know what happened. Life happened, time management happened, priorities happened, and they, you know, some people don't show up to webinars live. And one of the things that I had told people is that it will be recorded. We will upload it to an all access page, but you do need to be subscribed to the boot camp. For three days. Um, however, I do recognize that most people prefer to watch it live due to the energy, but I am honestly going to say the information is still going to come across fire because of the energy that I give when I'm delivering the content. I do not just, oh, this is how you grow and manifest a profitable practice. That is not my energy. Okay. This is my energy. Okay. And I'm like, talk to me in the chat box, put your numbers down. So um, we're going to cover three different things in the boot camp. One of the things that we're going to talk about is doing a mental health assessment, a health assessment on your business. And so um, if you attended the last boot camp, you don't have to attend this one. If you signed up for it and you missed it, you definitely want to do it because this is your opportunity to one, do a business assessment to really see if you're prepared to manifest a profitable private practice. And, or if you have one, if you need to do some rebranding and repositioning in your practice, because it's not growing, you are still with the same amount of clients. You want to transition from your nine to five. Maybe you want to keep your nine to five, but nevertheless, it ain't going in the direction that you want it to go. Um, or you have pivoted your private practice onto telehealth platforms. You have no plan of going back to the office. Office, whatever it is, I would encourage you to show up. It's no harm in learning. Okay. And so, and the investment is I'm asking of your time and your participation. It is free. Okay. Um, so that is day one of the boot camp. It's on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is March 22nd, the 24th and the 26th. And so I'm going to drop the link in um, the chat box on Instagram. And then if you listen to this on the podcast, of course, it will be in the show notes. Okay. And it's actually in the link in my bio. So if you go to drtk.com forward slash bootcamp. It'll automatically populate. I would encourage you to sign up right now. I'm not saying the seats are limited, but you do want to make sure that you get into the room. (laughs) So um, three things we're going to cover is doing a health assessment on your business, your private practice. We're going to do a a mindset assessment on your ability to attract wealth in your private practice. And then of course, we're going to talk about numbers and logistics, and we're going to talk about how to take fast action. You're going to hear a lot from in the presentation um, workshop bootcamp from a lot of my students who have had major wins in their business. Some of them still have a job and they're rocking it. They're having their part-time private practice. They're attracting their ideal clients. They are um, seeing private pay clients. They are getting on their ideal insurance panels. They know the homework they need to do to get on their insurance panels. Um, And then of course, I will introduce you to our next cohort that is coming up in April. So you may have seen me talk about it already. Officially, um, you can enroll in the Dope Therapist Academy on the week after the boot camp, but we will be talking about it. And then those who come to the boot camp, of course, you will get 
extra stuff. So I just want to put that out there that our next cohort does start at the beginning of April, which means that we are doing a open enrollment pretty much on the last week of March until about April 2nd, because the first call is actually that Saturday. So close enrollment will be that Friday. So if you have questions, then you can shoot them over to my DM about the Academy. If you want to find out more about the Academy in general, you can head over to my website at drtk.com and forward slash DTA for Dope Therapist Academy. But you can also check out our Instagram page. If you go to Dope Therapist Community, there's all the wins. We just started that page a week ago. And I see that a lot of clinicians are loving the information simply because we wanted to create a space for clinicians to be able to see other clinicians win, okay? So in summary, what's coming up? CE boot camps. If you want to learn about that, go to drtk.com forward slash events. If you want to sign up for the boot camp, that is the link in my bio right now. And that is a three-day event. That is March 22nd, 24th, and 26th. The reason why I spread it out at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for one hour on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is that you do get an actionable workbook. And the goal for you is to get that workbook after the call because that's when we send it. And then you will take action, do the workbook on the first night and the second day, and then you will come back and we will do like a summary of, you know, what did you get out of it? You'll put it in the chat box and then we'll move on to part two. So I really hope that this workshop today has been helpful for you. Again, it will be uploaded to my podcast within the next week or so. And then we'll also make sure that we upload it to IGTV. Um, But I need to actually hop off. I'm getting prepared for our Dope Therapist Academy call. Today, we're talking about automation. And so this is the first cohort of 2021 and they are halfway through it. This is their call four. And so they're close to graduation. And if you come to the boot camp, I'll share with you some benefits of joining and how you can also come back to future cohorts to take advantage of coaching to continue to grow your business. So I will see you all in the boot camp. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.